0: good morning everybody and happy crumble welcome to another horrific unboxing ah so thought i get this done early uh, these are most of these are probably still asleep <laughs> other parts of the world uk everyone's like wake up going, oh god here we go well happy christmas yule hanukkah all that good stuff whatever you're celebrating hope you're enjoying it just thought i'd get up early and do this here Santa has been so uh got a few dvd box sets which or sorry, Blu ray box sets, which is always cool. And um, I thought I'd share them with you because who doesn't love some uh, cheesy horror stuff? So, <laughs> kind of went to old school, kind of dropped, uh, dropped a few hints to the family, like uh, just want cheesy stuff. Um, it's harder when you get older, I think, and everyone in your family's adults, <laughs> you're kind of just going through the motions, you know, just exchanging stuff. So, it's nice to kind of drop it. You almost have to say, Right, give me this uh but there you go so first out we have apricot oh check i'll take that off for a second we have the leprechaun series <laughs> these have actually been appearing online but not all of them there's um a few of them started appearing on amazon and got me address picked um i remember watching these like they were cheesy as hell and then you develop a, a kind of muscle as time goes on I think it was This Davis's uh, rhyming sort of talk. We get a wee bit uh, old, but they changed it up a bit in some of the later movies. So we actually use Dialogue, and that made it kind of fun. Oh, sorry. Just pussy you know how it is, Don't like a mess. <laughs> or eat all my rapping and stuff, sorry, in the bin. So here we go, the complete set. As I said, I prefer now, I, uh, yeah you can look for sub but nothing beats having the physical copies and going now rather than ban new releases and having loads of like i want, I want collections i want uh special edition stuff so all nicely done so obviously okay, got the first one if you're not familiar with this series uh quite in the 90s i think quite in the early 90s uh first one was with uh Jennifer Aniston, God, she was young in this, she was like 18 or 19, I think this might have been one of her first roles. The idea is, this family moved into a house, found um, some gold. I don't know, I can't remember if they found the whole pot, but they found the gold and busy. you steal an electric ones, gold, he would come after you. It's horror comedy. This one was a bit more of the horror side. I just called that it's not leprechaun, one just leprechaun. I don't know if they were expecting the this to become an entire franchise, but it kind of did. Uh plenty of guts and gore and uh, sort of cheap laughs. But what else do you want from uh comedy horror? It does exactly what it says the tin. This was the weird one. <laughs> leprechaun too, <excuse> me. <clears throat> so they originally set it in Ireland and somebody made a pact with a leprechaun for untold riches and basically what he wanted was the guy's daughter's hand of marriage as payment he reneges on the deal he traps him in a tree and then somehow the tree the leprechaun lives in or was trapped in gets operated uprooted and taken over to I think, new york um obviously plastic panties causing trouble again but yeah it ends up there and then he goes after the great great granddaughter or something you know the claim is his wife <laughs> really uh like i said really strange one Uh still a lot of fun then we have this the one yep Lip sorry this is super dark and i'll go towards the camera too much so it anyway, it's all kind of the same thing with um images and ah, that's better turn it that way you can kind of see it this is one set in vegas i think a young college student has a run of bad luck in las vegas while at a pawn shop discovers one of the leprechaun school coins which grant the fool's wish uh the fondest wish yeah so he has a coin wishing weird stuff happens uh warwick davis of the leprechaun character comes back to life and there's a flipping this is one of the cheesy video how to beat a leprechaun to do it like cartoony type stuff to this is one of the funny this i think was the funniest one vegas because um a leprechaun if anyone's been to las vegas you understand somebody walking around a leprechaun outfit would not stand out so you just kind of embraced and there's a scene with having like an elvis impersonator <laughs> which is quite cool so he doesn't just um i think what it is about this he isn't uh the like rampaging mindless killer and i think as these films progressed he started giving a bit more of his personality into the role and having fun with it which what else do you want yeah in this phase one some of the kill scenes brilliant um I think this is my favorite one in of the entire franchise, if I'm honest. Uh let me know what you think. But yeah, definitely uh really enjoyed this one out of them. I think the first one was just the intro, the retest of the idea. Two was a bit strange, but the third one definitely the best. <laughs> and then we'll have the cheesiest of them all. <laughs> Leprechaun, four. Leprechaun in space. It, it's not a horror franchise unless they end up <laughs> in space let's be honest jason's done it um head done it uh yeah. have done it critters obviously have done it because they're from space uh, yeah let's go in the comments who else has been to space and who needs to go to space in terms of horror franchises because here's the thing with the long-running ones Eventually, they don't be scary anymore. The idea is done and it's tested. And you don't get frightened anymore or jump scares. So you have to do something else with it. And the long standing ones that don't get run into the ground are the ones that evolve and understand that. Nightmare in Elm Street, by the third one, realized, yeah, Freddy's not scary anymore. It would just be a repeat of the tropes. So it became like horror comedy the way cracks and that so it became more about uh well Robert England's performance and that's what kept fresh you know kept the franchise fresh and webs have so many spin-offs and uh Wes still endearing character uh Friday the 13th by party at Jason man takes Manhattan they understood yeah just a hulking brute. so what else can you do with it so brought the comedy aspect in it and then uh love or hate it jason x so much fun and just embraced the cheesiness but it kept the franchise alive gave it something fresh something new to play with halloween there's a dead franchise there's just got the backside ripped out of it and could go nowhere else wouldn't evolve just go over the same tropes and then just fizzled and i don't think anybody yeah, there'll be a lot of chatter online, but fucking who cares about random online people? It's actually people who are who go to cinema, pay the money, or rent it, or buy box sets. Everyone won't be because no address, no. Have, after that last one, have no excitement for anything else that franchise might bring. So there's an example of things that don't evolve, don't read the audience, don't understand how you can have. You know of all the character have fun with it i think um i think and this is the last one um leprechaun five in the hood um this one was all right it's fell uh God, who was it you see him as he plays the antagonist um i T. um i like T doing a lot of stuff he's actually a really good actor But my problem with the whole gangster rap thing is the guys take themselves too seriously. And especially American rappers. A lot of them just can't. They can't debase themselves enough because they're they're full of ego and a persona. They can't make fun of themselves. Uh, It's all the taking yourself too seriously thing. They just can't do it so it doesn't translate too well. And this was uh this was a fun one. Uh and I see the try. He he was like the antagonist. The whole point is that they discovered something happened. I thought there was two of these in the hood. I thought there was back to the hood or something. After a long oh, hang on, let's have a we read after a long golden dormancy the leprechaun is brought back to life by three bungling rap artists looking to launch their music career yeah there was another one i thought there was two of these i thought that like part one like in the hood back to the hood i could be wrong um i need to look that up but this one yeah i see these characters actually looking for the leprechaun because he has in his stash a golden flute, which mesmerises people. And that's how he became like a super mega star and they became like a rap producer, but he acted like a gangster, which um, But we weird, but he, he's the antagonist. So you can expect he's not going to be a good person. He's the antagonist in this apart. Cause the thing is, um, <laughs> with a lot of these movies, <laughs> the, the Leprechaun series, just give the bloody Leprechaun his gold back, job done. See ya. It's when the morons are like, I'm keeping this, and then people get murdered. Like, oh, right, this is yours. I do apologize. Have it back. See ya. Um, no no harm, no foul. But nobody gets that. But yeah, this uh, was well the three uh, uh, protagonists in this. I uh, didn't really feel their characters, if I'm honest. Uh, that was really a shame. They, they were kind of the weakest part of this. The three sort of bumbling. You know trying to be artists and the guy who want to do positive and he's actually making fun of the genre but making fun of him by extending the stereotypes i want to be positive but the stuff's so weak it's like christian rock um the, the abomination of all music is christian rock and fluffy rap i think it goes into that same category um the whole point of rap and my supposed to the, like metal stuff is there's emotion behind it I think that's what gets people involved. It's a form I'm not a massive rap fan by the way, but I appreciate where it's coming from. There is like strong emotion and feeling behind the lyrics. Apart from the mainstream stuff, which is just trite. Like every time you hear an MTV beef, uh just makes me cringe because you know it's manufactured and fake and they do it in metal too, and they do it in pop. And the same shite and the people that are doing it uh if you really got a problem something like, and fucking duff them up you don't need to be bitching on camera you know back and forward if you go and have it out with them get in the ring or something no cameras just sort of out job done i don't get the whole me me me, me 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 thing but then again i'm a i'm a bullshit belfast lad so <laughs> we kind of don't deal with things that way <laughs> that's probably why the rest of the world has a problem with us going oh use a run-up. Hey ho, we are what we are, but yeah, um, that was a cool one. So, that is, I believe, the entire series apart from that one. I'm not, actually, do you know what? I'm live, I don't care. Let's do the Google Matizer and let's see what it brings up because I am convinced there's another one. Leprechaun hold and uh, that's the first one. All right, here we go. Nineteen ninety three of first come out, so it's four film collection. No. Sorry about this, this is super professional, but I wasn't expecting to. Oh, but, really tight. type? number one, three. Yeah, there is. Oh, we've got our three, good, that's not even, right. There's so more three of these. I knew there was another one. So there's Leprechaun back to the hood. Counting two, and three. Leprechaun origins. Have I seen that? And Leprechaun returns. Yep. Yeah, so I've got the first. So this is the first five movies. There's North three. I knew there was another one. I'm sitting scratching my head going. No, there was um, um can't remember, it's been so long since uh, I watched these. Sorry, I do a I'm telling lie. I watched Leprechaun in Space and Leprechaun in the Hood recently on streaming, and then that's what got me, <laughs> got my head to uh, get the box out. So I'm gonna have to pick up these other three, definitely. Uh, just to complete the collection. But yeah, um, they're a fun, absolutely fun, bonkers series of movies. And don't worry about continuity or lore, it's just like, Let's have a laugh, right then, what have we got next, a bit more grim and serious, I'm going to, I'm going to take the plastic off first before we uh, do the camera thing because as you know it's like shiny and you can't see anything, so uh, let's do that, fizzle, 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 Better burn Anyone's got kids right now, that's all I've heard is one of this fistle pistol of wrapping paper. Uh right. We have the Omen Trilogy. I actually used to have the books. Of the There's actually five books in the series. Kind of uh finishes. Uh, these are the, the original. What oh, we just got. Yeah, just got just basic uh blu-ray set which is cool uh this is one of the cornerstones of horror i think uh if you're not familiar effectively it's the birth and rise of the antichrist in christian mythology which now yeah, interesting for christmas day but there we go um deviant thorn what the dead was if remember the first one they actually swapped the thorns baby with Damien so it's almost like uh the changeling or cuckoo in the nest type of fur, and then the the part of the satanic cult work towards protecting Damien and bringing him to fruition. The, the first one was cool it's a it's an iconic uh 1970 something let come out. Sorry, I'm a new lighting setup it's fantastic for this but <laughs> trying to read stuff <laughs> not so good so i'll need to, um, i know i could just do white light but that's boring did this come out can't remember but the first one damon is a wee child we're seeing the thorn family we're Seeing the discovery of uh, because whenever they try to do a move, it goes against them, men somebody gets killed, and people try to go to them. There's a sect of the uh, of course, there's a sect of the church, a secret sect that's out to discover the antichrist and put an end to him. And there's special daggers, there's five of them, five special daggers, the only thing that can kill the antichrist, and then they try to they go through it. Then eventually, the father discovers because. This is with the whole this word where uh the number of the base, part of the Iron Man album, of course. I think it's come out before the Army album, but the whole idea of the number of the base, six, three score and six, 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 uh became so iconic in pop culture and modern culture. It's cause of this movie. Because he had the six 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 actually on his head. And the way they actually did it, and you think about when this movie was made, it was so good. Like the effects, and doing it in a, a weekend, like a weekend the players, Damien in the first one, brilliant. He's just a kid, but he. This was uh, like he's getting grabbed and stuff and dragged around about to get killed at the end, and he's not really fully understanding what he is, but he senses it, and it's not him. That's the beauty of it. It's not actually him causing it. It's his acolytes who are preparing him because he's come to the earth as a human baby and a young boy, but he's not actually carrying out the action. So it's not your typical demon child. There's a bit more in depth to it. And that's what makes this uh, such a good movie. *Omen 2 falls on falls on a few years after the events of the first one. And we've now got Damien Dorn as a teenager and he's in a military academy school and he's still not aware of who he of what he is that's kind of on the play with us and it's really good um yeah so it's the same sort of beats that people are watching him protecting him and then there's obviously the church is trying to destroy and put an end to him and then this all comes to fruition and what happens is he discovers who he is and he's in denial. So it makes an interesting character arc. You know, he's a teenager, 16, 17, whatever. And he's in denial of what he is. So he's perfectly human response. And then we'll see him at the very end, accepting who he is. And that's the turning point of the character. Then the third one, the final conflict, um, we have, actually it's played by Sam Neill's, I think it's one of Sam Neill's best performances. We have Demon Thorn, fully fledged, fully embraced himself as the Antichrist and fully carrying out his work. And this is the one, knowing normally trilogies, the third one's normally pants. And when they're just going, but this is a complete storyline. And the third one, is him Damien Thorn the Antichrist actually carrying out as well? I'm gonna see this, and then the whole point is the Second Coming. It's the Second Coming of Christ to battle him, and then it's him, like the Church was trying to put an end to him, come to fruition. And then it's him trying to put an end to the Second Coming of Christ, and it's it's really well told. Even if you're not a Christian, this is a good story. And this is what I've said before about horror, horror can take beats from any religion, any folklore, any culture. And this is what's embodied. and this is why I hate SJWs because they're only about division and horror has been around before these idiots have been. And horror has been embraced in the world and cultures and telling stories and utilizing the stories. A lot of them are pants. But there's some fantastic series, I like guess. Uh really good. And yeah, we'll, we'll see this all come to fruition. Now, the made a fourth book, like I said, I'd already had the books, and there's four and five. And four and five is like a continuation, but it was a bit of a weak continuation because uh Spoiler Doctor, David thorns Thorns he had already procreated. But the second Antichrist, which kind of so they have him as a, a body that goes into human It's weird the way they told the story, but the second one rises more rapidly than Damien because he's actually brought in, brought up by the cult which he had cultivated. So even though he dies, his son is born and he takes over the mantle and he actually comes close to creating hell on earth. If that makes sense in the books, the fourth movie was weak. And it was a bit of a misdirect because it brought it out. Uh, what was it, six, six, 6, So it was 6th of June 2006, I think it was. 666. Six, six, uh, they brought the part four out. And the market is really terribly. They did the whole. This is one of the first. It's a girl. And it it. nobody gives a toss. But they try to make a thing about it and put people off. But the storyline was actually different because she wasn't the Antichrist actually. She was a protector. But the problem is without part five, and I think because of the way the market is, and this is where the uh coming up the to, to people say what was it? When they started this stupid marketing thing calling people bigots and stuff, they tried it with the horror franchise, which is just the wrong crowd. Just the wrong crowd to deal with. Because like I said, we've always been weirdos. But they tried it with that with part four. They didn't really explain, like if I had said this as a continuation and based it on the books and used that as their marketing campaign, it would have worked. But because it did the, oh, we're gender swapping and you're a bigot if you don't watch it, and they told a the weak storyline, and it wasn't actually, it was just a misdirect, it fell flat on its face. So there's no idea what they were doing with it, and they could have told the two stories or split them into another trilogy. And that would have been fine because there's nothing those uh two books to make it you know translating in the film to make another trilogy and this time instead of uh, being damien Thorn, this is the whole realization the journey and the damien thorne becoming the antichrist and being completely unaware to discovering the fully embracing this is a complete character arc i can't remember what you called the son. In the books, but he effectively starts off square one as the leader of the cult, and it was really good. And it was like a full on uh conflict, like, there's no mess about it. There's no this is a lot of smoke and mirrors and behind the scenes. But by the time the fourth one of on, it just it's full tilt and it's a cool story. But there you go, that's uh that one. So, I'm looking forward to revisiting these. And like I said, ah. Uh, the only thing about the older movies obviously the effects that's the only thing that might seem a bit cheesier the special effects but you have to get past that if you're just looking for shiny stuff and that's the problem you look how soulless movies are today with uh computer generated effects you know what it is the magic's not there just get past that and you actually enjoy the story uh you have a really good time and finally last box set but hopefully. Shape of the shinies, yeah. I could have done this before, but I want to actually do some unboxing. Do you know what I mean? Give me a wee minute as well, get my thoughts. I'm doing this. I think this is one of the franchises that wrote me into horror as a kid in terms of like mainstream, like I started out with the Universal Monsters, like probably most people did and I think this is one of the earliest horror franchises, sci-fi horror, Critters you gotta love these guys uh, the Crates uh, it comes across as if they're no even the first one, they're not mindless eating machines they've got intelligence and I think it's the first time with a a monster you actually see them having conversations with each other in their language it's done sporadically but still you get the idea this is a thinking creature and that's what completely uh, changed uh, everything but oh god this is 80s-tastic sorry if you think these movies are bad. The terrifying and tiny menaces are out in full force with this four-film collection packed with enough special features to make any fans of water In critters, the terrified Brown family are trapped in a deadly nightmare and must fight for their lives against a litter of extraterrestrial, bloodthirsty monsters. Those a losing battle until two intergalactic body hunters arrive. Oh my god. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, uh nah, these are class, some eggs have survived They're pup, oh critters two, some eggs have survived and popping open, bring another horde of the little creatures, Brad Brown returns to fight them along with three bounty hunters, Sir Leonardo DiCaprio was Josh, didn't remember that, oh there we go, uh, a bleaker and Angelino who must lead the fight against the little monsters as they invade in LA apartment building, the final film, oh that's up critters 3 so go to the apartment building then. In the final film, Fight Against Little Monsters, uh, a super strain of genetically engineered monsters designed to take over the universe, but this time, Brad Dourif and Angela Bassett must battle the bloodthirsty herbal. There was, I thought there was another one. I thought there was a, another one with actually... Uh, but, right. Let me explain. In the 80s, the most engaging posters were the horror ones and this is the back of the day of VHS and then what became DVD rental this was kind of the style like they didn't mess about it was actually painted you know there was was actually concept art and painted and they were always the ones that drew you in like if you uh you have your generic rom-coms and stuff but they're bland your action movies are meh yeah. but the horror posters i really regret not collecting them uh if i was a smarter kid i would have made a made a rapport had a bit of a rapport with uh god it was norman and Crazy library um god he ran that store for years uh good come on, who it wasn't the two that were close to me independent ones then had the franchise chain extra vision that was kind of the uk's blockbuster but you had loads of independent ones which was brilliant and of course your membership you had your membership cards. and as a kid you thought you were growing up but the horror posters are the most engaging they really are and the the concept and the articles in them just brilliant and that that was growing up and you saw them in the walls when you're gonna uh, like the one I went to you went up the stairs and it's so you went up this little flight of stairs and all the posters were on the you know on the corridor on the way up and then obviously the new release was just behind the when you turn around just behind really uh, well then you went in this little cave of DVD stuff and uh, it was just great uh, Woodstock Road video library it was just an open shop but still what what you had? You went then. You had all your generic stuff, and your new releases. Then over to the right was a little corridor, and that was uh, on one side was the horror, on the other side was the board, <laughs> and it was always that um, uh, was always fun. It was like go through it. It wasn't a cart. It was just like a little corridor they made out in the side. Uh, but as a kid, it was great. You went and you, and nobody gave a talk See this. Um, Take an idea and stuff. You just went and rented. Didn't matter whether it was fifteen or eighteen or what. You just went and rented. <laughs> Thing obviously the the porn stuff you didn't. That was uh, that was kind of where the line was drawn. But yeah, go and get a horror movie. Um, I remember going to the East club. That's how uh, that's how gnarly the 80s were that they'll be to us. And I'm perfectly fine. Well, actually, brought the brought cutters the first one the youth club dvd because you have like a tv room and people put one in and (laughs) sit and watch it in a youth club where the school teachers were you know someone volunteered to stay to do the youth club on a was a tuesday night it was a tuesday night uh yeah there you go Uh, now everyone's like covered in cotton wool and everyone's miserable so people might say that we were off the common stuff but at the end of the day, I'm a reasonably happy person. Yeah, I wear my heart and my sleeve, and it's only pisses me off as you know. But I'm generally a happy person. You see these miserable bastards today, and you wonder who had the better upbringing. Just, just put it out there. You know, every wee shape now, like in their twenties, are miserable. They're like freaking seventy-year-old grumbling grandpas, and hate the world, and hate themselves, and hate everything. They're like, relax oh there you go that's my problem today yep critters too so you can kind of see they're not they're not worrying about continuity I think they're just like okay people like this one let's get the next one out um this is the one where the the, the form themselves into the giant ball and just oh god it was just so daft and the around and people just get <laughs> uh... <coughs> excuse me. First they destroy the town, then they terror... First they destroy the farm, and they terrorized the town. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, now they're ready to do some real damage. You are what they eat. <laughs> All these cheesy slogans, and if you look up the old uh, trailers and stuff, just so much fun. Short. This is the one in space for now they're made in there is another one they made another one um definitely critters. oh critters attack is that a critters franchise yeah there was a fifth one critters attack done in 2019 and this is where they had a a good one, TV movie, right? I knew there was another one. Kind of, a, yeah. They had like white one. It's almost like the Gizmo character. Yeah, they had like the Gizmo character of you know, kind of ripping off Gremlins a bit. Ah, oh, there's another fantastic. It's um, only two movies. I'm surprised I didn't rip the bag out of that one. Uh, yeah, Gremlins, uh, first one, brilliant. And then the second one became a parody of the first. Some great ideas, but then the uh, kind of ruined it with the characters because it went too cheesy. But there you go. A couple of nice little box sets to add to the collection. <laughs> like Chris said yesterday, maybe I'll do a Boxing Day Boxing video and just put them all back in the box because yeah, I'd be if I could do that. Right, that would actually be funny. But uh, you know, right. So what about, I'm gonna tr- Eat a lot, drink a lot, get in touch with the family, uh, some of my friends, do all that kind of stuff. Still early in the morning here, so I'll do all the UK stuff and then later on I'll do uh, my friends across the pond, catch up with them guys. Um, I'm going to finish off watching it, I started last night. Um, I was surprised by the night, when I rewatched the 90s, it's been so long. It's a completely different beat and closer to the book than well We'll talk about that tomorrow. I'll, I'll stick that stream up. <clears throat> um, what else? Um, hope you are having have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Spend time with your families. Uh, do whatever it is you do. Uh, just enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the holiday. <clears throat> Decompress. Get ready for the back of the grind again when it starts. Make the best of the time you have. Let me know uh, what you think of these franchises. Let's hear your thoughts. Be interesting. Get a conversation going. And uh, remember, as always, do the tapey clicky things. And until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.